Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of Better Let Me Tell You. You know, you know what? I, I, um, I think I ate about six. <laughs> I wanted to get, you know, like typically I would get like mojo or something. Right, right, right. But, I, you know, I'm in Hialeah. Well, you were in Hialeah, yeah. And it's funny because the Krispy Kreme in Hialeah, I, obviously now because of the coronavirus, all drive throughs are full always. But that Krispy Kreme, because it's Hialeah. Well, it's Hialeah. No, but the Krispy Kreme drive throughs are always packed to begin with. No, but okay, this one's always packed with like 20 cars. No, but see, okay, the one that was on 163rd is the same. The mall at one sixty third. Um, this one's always so. I was like, oh, let's let's bring some donuts to sweeten the deal. Who doesn't like donuts? Communists. Oh, vegans. Oh, you know because it's got lard. Oh, I have a great vegan story that I'm going to bring up. <laughs> so first, speaking of donuts, <laughs> welcome to episode one nineteen, everybody. I mean, really, listeners, who doesn't like donuts? It's true. It's true. Our soft spot officially is for <laughs> Mojo, Mojo Donuts. Of course, we love Jimmy and we love the Mojo Donuts family. And um, I mean, I mean, their donuts are like. I mean, what's not to love? Because you know we could love Jimmy a lot, but if Jimmy made a crappy donut, we would know? not be talking about Jimmy's donut. <laughs> Absolutely not. We would be but, like, um, we'd be like tremenda buena gente. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be talking about how nice he <laughs> Jimmy is. is. Jimmy's <laughs> tremendo tipo. No, but freaking oh my god, Mojo <clears throat> Donuts! I love love. Uh, they're donuts. Um, but um, but Mojo, you need to open up in Hialeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they're in, they're in Pembroke Pines. Uh-huh. They're in Westchester. So and Hialeah in, is and the in, middle point. Yeah, and in in uh, US one. No, no, but I'm saying like yes, el, el it's extremo. Like, La ciudad que progresa. Come on, yeah, you know yeah. they're opening up a Chick Fil A. So you know, oh, hate chicken. <laughs> the homophobic chicken. But why does it so good? Why does hate taste so good? Yes. Maybe that's why people are racist because of. 
Chick-fil-A. Because it tastes delicious. Yeah. Even though it's exhausting. Oh my God, and their Chick-fil-A <laughs> sauce. Anyway, let's not go there. So welcome to episode 119, everybody. Como está todo el mundo? Oh, yeah. If you're in Miami, I do hope that you guys are doing well and not too wet. Tell me about it. So, you know, since I am now a bike rider. <laughs> oh, yes, that's true. Yes. Tell me, Lance Armstrong, about your journeys. I have both of them. <laughs> what? Both of what? You didn't get that? Oh, I was like, hey, both of what? I'm like, <laughs> I am not like Lance Armstrong. Listen, we did a whole Manscaped campaign. This is true. This is true. We're very familiar with what, what one has and doesn't. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, there I am riding, and I'm hold all though because you know I go through puddles, and it's like, oh. But why don't you go around the puddle? Well, because sometimes a puddle, I'm, I'm, I'm riding in the middle of traffic. You know? Oh, and okay, okay, I, I, okay, you know, sometimes that's true. I don't that's have true. a Look, lot of. You already got hit by a car. I we don't got need hit to. By a car yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we don't whatever. need to have that happen again. So anyway, before we talk about <laughs> anything, ¿Qué me dice a mí of the Martha Stewart thirst trap? I'm a little horny for her. But you know what the thing is about Martha Stewart? A lot of people don't know that she was a model. She was a model. Have you seen her pictures when she was a model? I mean, she's still beautiful. Like, I mean, but her pictures when she was a model, she was stunning. She was stunning. Yeah. So I get. I think a lot of people probably don't know that she has camera presence. You know, right, right. She she knows how to work the camera. Yeah. Because that picture, I was like, pero mira la ella. Let me tell you something about Martha. (laughs) You know, she's on Tinder. Tinder. She's on Bumble. She's on all that shit. Let me tell you something about Martha Stewart. The best thing about Martha Stewart is you can tell, like, you know, you know, she knows her way around the bedroom, you know? <laughs> but the best part is that you know that depending upon like what you you know, the the level of, of exercise, shall we say, that's the treat you get after. Oh, you know, yeah. like just a quick rump in the hay, she'll probably just make you like little cream puffs, you yeah. know. But if you go full out, like, you know, a couple of hours, you're getting a rack of lamb, oh, you're getting lamb. Brussels sprouts, yeah. like it's there's just no holds barred. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. getting the seven course meal. Yes. But oh yeah, you know, good for her. Good for her. Good Listen. for her. Swimming in her pool all sexy and shit at seventy eight. Yeah. <laughs> seventy eight. Shit, I wish I looked like that at forty one. <laughs> Shit. I have the picture here. Mira, que exotica. No. And again, what do I always say? You have to know your angles and your lighting. Yes. And, and again, she does. And she does. <laughs> she again, does. Again, because she's a model. She, she was a model. You know, a, a lot of people think that she just popped on the scene, you know, when yeah, in the as 90s. A, as a when, home guru. When she started doing all that stuff. Oh, um, no. Martha. Martha no, Cerrato. Martha has vuelta. been around. Pero bueno, to bring back. And based the, on that come hither look, she's definitely been around. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? If like, well, if I dated, well, Martha Stewart. Stewart. Okay, let's pretend that I would date Wonderful. Martha Stewart. Like, I'd be so intimidated to like. Well, I'd just be intimidated because you know, I'd be so intimidated I wouldn't do anything. I, yes, but I'd be so intimidated to make anything. That's like, what I'm saying. I wouldn't do anything. Like, okay, I can't cook. Because it's wrong. I, I think I cook well, you know. Right. I, it's Martha Stewart. It's not Stewart. Martha Stewart. I can't wrap a present oh, because, you know. Martha Stewart. I can't make a bow. Oh, forget about folding a fitted sheet. No, forget about getting her a present in a gift bag. <laughs> you know, she'll be like, ugh, this is so ordinary. She's just always getting a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she'll get a gift card to, like, one of Snoop Dogg's, you know, restaurants or something. Because, you know, they're BFFs. 
I love, I love when they introduce her and Snoop Dogg. They're like, one of these people is a convicted felon. The other ladies, one is Snoop Dogg. The, ladies and gentlemen, Martha Stewart. I think that gives her awesome cred. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. So, anyway, when I mentioned something about vegan, and when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, I have to bring it up on the show. Did you hear about the lawsuit against Burger King and the Impossible Whopper? I did. I did. That That's... It was dismissed this week. Oh, okay. That's why. Because I'm like, I feel like this one, this happened a while back. So, but, okay. the lawsuit, but it was dismissed this week. Okay, got it. Got and it was it, here, it. In, it was in Fort Lauderdale. So, right. what yeah, happened was, set us off so what happened was that Burger King is the um, first major, um, definitely hamburger chain, yeah. but fast food chain that I can think of that is serving impossible meat uh, via the impossible Whopper. Um, so, just for those of you who don't know what the impossible meat is, it's actually not proprietary from Burger King. Um, it's a, a company it, it's called a brand, Impossible yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they've made uh, a like, meat substitute that like home tastes, patties. Yeah, it tastes and and the, it tastes like meat and the texture is like meat. Have you had the Impossible Whopper? I have not. I've had it several times. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's very good because the thing with Burger King is that Burger King's burgers have a very it's a well, flame broiled grilled. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a flame broiled yeah. taste. So that's a very easy taste to replicate. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that through the spices and whatever that they add to it, they make it taste it, right, right, flame right. broiled. So right. it, it's an easy flavor to replicate. I, I don't know how their other products like Impossible mm-hmm. would taste like. But the Whopper actually is great. Okay. Um, so Burger King had you know, advertised this for some time that they have the Impossible Whopper, which is a meatless Whopper. But... You know your favorite people, oh, the, the vegans, vegans oh, who go to Coachella and um, do CrossFit. And <laughs> <sighs> have opinions with capital O's. The vegans, uh, several of them sued Burger King in a class action okay, suit. Okay, it was a class action. It was a class action suit because Burger King was not um, cooking the impossible worker, uh, burger. workers, <laughs> the impossible, the impossible work- workers. They were not cooking their employees. Okay, uh, they were not cooking good. the impossible burgers on a different grill As... than their regular burger. Okay, burgers. so it was vegetarian, not vegan. Right. So these people were like very upset because now they were eating some type of meat residue right. that may have been on the. Thus proving que no te vas a morir on if you meat eat, or whatever. Um, so the court dismissed. Uh, so they, they, well, they sued Burger King for false advertising because they were saying that, you know, they, this was not vegan, but the thing right. was that in their advertising, they never said it was vegan. They, never said it was vegan. <laughs> they just said that it was a meat substitute a meat burger. Substitute, that's it. Yeah. Right. So they lost the suit Good. and the judge said that, you know, they have options and that if they wanted to go to Burger King, if they, if they, if they wanted vegan options, Burger, Burger King was probably not going to be your first choice anyway. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So, and also, yeah, again, that it, they never claimed to be vegan. Yeah, they don't. And then he also, dis, he also undid the class because he said that people's claims were very different. You know, one person said that it was for health reasons. Another person said that it was false advertisement. Another person said... So they weren't even on alignment. That they felt lied to. So it was for a different reason. So when I saw that story, <sighs> I was like, I got to bring that up. I got to bring that nugget of joy to you because <sighs> I know you're going to enjoy that since you love the vegans. <laughs> vegans, Jesus Christ. Look, if you have to eat... Look, I get it. People have allergies and people have choices and that's great. But you know what is it? It's the old adage. How do you know if somebody's a vegan? Oh, don't don't worry, they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, and to your point, it's like, coño, si a ti no te gusta comer carne, I 
don't think Burger King should be your first choice. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I, that's like you were... What was the story you told me about the time that you were at the, the Olive Garden? And the guy behind oh you... Oh, my God. I went to the Olive Garden <laughs> a couple of months ago before COVID. Um, I think it was yeah, like... It was like, like January. Yeah, yeah. With my parents. And <clears throat> the man... In the booth next to us, I was about to turn around and be like, this is the Olive Garden, okay? <laughs> this is not, you know, there's not an Italian chef in the this back. This is not farm to table. You know, this yes, is not, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cooking everything from farm to table ingredients. Aquí todo comes mixed, okay? <laughs> That's why you could afford to stuff your face for $10.99, right? Right? He wanted to know all the ingredients in the carbonara, which the carbonara in the Olive Garden is terrible. It doesn't taste like carbonara at all, right? Because carbonara is an egg, it's egg based, right? It's pasta pretty much with raw egg. I'm sorry. And bacon. And, so, he started with pie izquierdo. Right. So, he wanted all the ingredients to the carbonara. So, I remember the, 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 the waiter, which God bless his heart. Was like okay. It has like pasta. Right, he tried. <laughs> and it he has tried. Like, like an egg. Um, you know, pancetta. It has Alfredo sauce. Right. What is your Alfredo sauce made out of? Uh, so it was like an outline. <laughs> so okay, your pancetta. I would. I, I honestly, I would have been like Alfredo Molina. Okay. <laughs> so what is the Alfredo sauce made out of? So okay, and we also put like an onion. What is the onion sauce made out of? Okay, where is your pancetta? Like I'm like, oh my god. Like I wanted to turn around and be like. Dude, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You're at the Olive Garden. Come de la ensalada con los pan y no jodas más. No, and when they brought him the chicken carbonara, he got mad. He got mad because apparently apparently he wanted the chicken on the side. So I'm like, so you want carbonara pasta with chicken on the side, not chicken carbonara, right? You can't even order it right. And he got super mad and like he was like, "Oh, you know, if I and the the guy was like, "Do you want me to remove the chicken?" And right. he's like, "No, because the chicken now has the sauce." And I'm thinking like, "But you're going to eat the sauce anyway." <laughs> so it's like, "Oh." That was that was a Karen. That was a That was Karen. that was a that was a, a Brad? I don't, should should that be the male Karen? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking of Karen, speaking of Karen, so I think we should have like a Karen corner, Karen corner, in every episode <laughs> for now, since Karen is on brand. So there was an issue actually that happened in Fort Lauderdale this week with a Karen. Really? Yes, and it made the news. So I want to mention to it. I want to mention obviously what happened, and then talk about obviously you know Karen. <laughs> so there was this lady who was a black lady, okay. and her son. Who were at a public pool. Okay. So apparently the lady, she used to be a swimmer or whatever. And her son was also swimming. So they were using the lanes of the pool. Okay. As like, as swimmers. Like they were swimming, right. Okay, they were right, using right. the like, lane. They weren't in like the, you know. They weren't just hanging out. Right. In the other part of the okay, public okay. pool that you just go and hang out. Got right. It. So I guess her son was like in lane one mm-hmm. and she was in lane three. Okay. Karen was in lane two. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> probably highly chlorinated. So, so probably so okay. Karen was in lane two. So, apparently, the the lady in lane three, mm-hmm. because again she was practicing her swimming, and so was her son. They were making some type of comments to each other, like "Go faster" or, go fa- or whatever, or "Refine your lane, stroke" from or whatever. Lane one to lane three. Okay. Right. Okay. Karen in lane two had a really big problem with it and told her to shut up. 
or like to keep her voice down and the lady was like no like i'm talking to my son about his swimming while i'm you know while right, i'm right, swimming right, right. because and, and the reason i, I bring that you well, know they even were if they swimming. were together even if they were in the lanes next to each other i would still say you would still have to be speaking fairly loud because i mean with the water and the echo and everything she couldn't whisper Right, but 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 you know, even if they were speaking loud, there's a difference between speaking loud and they're just being like havoc, right? right, right and right, yelling. Right, right. So I'm like, I'm sure this woman wasn't yelling, and if she was telling her son this type of stuff, like, oh, you know, technique or whatever, how disruptive can that be? Right. While Karen wasn't having it, <laughs> and apparently Karen and her, you know, she told Karen to leave. I'm sorry, Karen, she, Karen, Karen told, told her to leave. the lady to leave. Okay. And the lady happens to be black. So now, obviously, with everything going on and how sensitive becomes, right. things are, you know, right. the lady was Which like, Karen, oh, yeah. Karen, did Karen mean it because of a black thing or You know, or not, the lady but was like, right. you know, like, why does she have to pick on me? Right? Right, right? Is it because I'm black? Right. Right? So Karen obviously went and told the manager of the well, pool. I mean, that is her favorite person. Right. And the manager apparently was like, ma'am, there's nothing that I can do. Right. So Karen <laughs> called the cops. And the cops came. Because, of course, when you call the cops, they show up. Right. The cops came. Which is part of the issue at hand that we're dealing with. Right. The which it, we're calling You know how many for- cops came? Four. But what did she tell them was happening? I don't know. She, she told them and they came. Was she right? throwing, did she tell them that the lady was throwing toasters so, into the pool? So, so, um, the lady, and this is on video. This is on, you know, this part is on video. video. The lady was like, look, I'm here swimming with my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not being disrupted because all these public pools which most public parks do, they do have, a, you know, in their rules that you can't be, like, disruptive, like, loud. Yeah, you can't be a like bochinchero. Right. right. And the lady was like, look, I'm here swimming with my kid. Like, I wasn't being loud or disruptive. Yes, I was talking to him, you know, from one right, lane right, to the right. other. But, you know, she didn't like it. She could have gone to another lane. Right. They weren't the, those weren't the only three lanes. Bueno. The lady and her son were told to leave the pool that day. And Karen was kicked out of the pool for three days. <laughs> And they sent her a letter saying that if she came back to the pool, if she came back to the pool, she would be arrested. Right? And the manager quit. The manager quit? Yes, the manager quit. And now the lady and her son Did he give did he say why he quit? He's just like he wanted to He's like, I'm done with this. Right. And the lady and the man and her son are planning a swim out. In protest, because they 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 did tell her to leave. They they told both of them to leave. They actually shut the pool down. Like fuck it, nobody's swimming so today. She had to leave, I think, that day, and then Karen had, had to couldn't come for three days, right? So it's funny because I think it was NBC. NBC tracked Karen and knocked on her door, and Karen yeah. wouldn't open the door. But I, I, I bring this story because you <laughs> know great. now also, it's all about how the do Karen. you do a swim out? I don't know. People are gonna jump in the pool and like <laughs> I don't know. So I, I so this is what I say. <clears throat> This might have been racially motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, Karen could be a effing racist. <laughs> right. As or not. Us- as they usually are. Or not. She but, you know, let's, 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 let's take let's, that out of the equation. Let's pretend that it wasn't. Let's give the benefit of the which doubt. Which I think it was. But, but let's pretend that it wasn't. That this was not racially motivated. Right. Okay. And let's say that Karen was legitimately bothered. Right. Annoyed. And, just, and annoyed that this woman was talking, you know, among the right. lead. Okay. Why on earth would you call the police for that? That is the part in all of these situations. That is where my disconnect is. Why would I would never, would ever, ever think of calling the police for something like that? 
Like, why would you do that? Like, this is why when they make all these videos of Karen on a rampage, you know, <laughs> calling the police, it, that's why they deserve the, 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 the shit the that shit they get. get. Yeah. Because it's like, why would you call the police for that? You know what? Tell the lady and you disagree with it. You know what, Karen? Just walk away. Walk away, Karen. You know? But what are the cops? That is what the are, part that like, boggles what, my mind. But here's the thing that I have to... This is also why I ask, like, what did she tell the cops? Because I can't imagine that... a and maybe, and this is probably, I'm sure, a bigger conversation to be had. If you call 911, if I call 911 right now and I tell them, like, I need 911, what's your emergency? Yes, I need a police right away. Okay, sir, what's going on? There's a man standing across the street yelling at me. If I was a 911 operator, I'd be like, yell back. Like, what do you, what do you? Well, but no, because we've seen what could, I I, but, I don't know. I haven't heard the, the 911 call in this case, but. Okay, so what hers was going to be like, I was swimming and she started yelling. Right, but, but as we know from what we saw a couple of months ago with the whole Central Park bird watcher thing. That's why I asked, what you know, did she that, say? That woman who was went, with, with right. holding with the leash of her dog, that right. woman weaponized that man's race immediately. And a black man is but attacking But that's why I'm me, asking. You know? That's what I'm saying. I would love to know what it is. Which, by the way, to that man's credit, um, do you know that even though the cops, I think, um, filed the charges against her, I forget her name, <laughs> Central Park Karen, yeah. he has said that he does not wish to prosecute to her. Prosecute yeah, her I heard he wasn't cooperating. Because he's like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give her any more time of day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not gonna let her ruin yeah. my life and blah blah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, what? good for you for being yeah. a bigger person. But I want to back to this at hand. But that's why when people say things like, you know, and again, I, you and I've had this conversation. You know, when you say, defund the police is the wrong way to say it mm-hmm. because it makes people think that automatically it's like, well, police are gone. Bye. What we're trying to say is in instances like this, to send four cops. To some random bitch upset that, you know, she was yelled at in a pool. Mm-hmm. That's not a police matter. No. That's not a police matter. But because they call and they report and they know what words to say or how to say it, shall we say. Mm-hmm. The Karens. The Karens. Yes, the Karens. Right, because the Karens know how to victimize themselves. The Karens, oye, the Karens are like, esa gente que acaban de llegar de Cuba y saben hacer todos los lo Medicare fraud. <laughs> They know how to dar la vuelta to do what to get what they want. Okay. I just it it is. I mean, I'm, we're not saying anything that people don't already know, yeah. but it is like the ultimate sense of entitlement that you think that you can just when you are upset at something at the way that it's going that you can just call the cops. It's the ultimate Veruca Salt syndrome. Yes. Oh my God. Why don't we call her Veruca? Karen should be called <laughs> Veruca. Veruca Salt. Should be called Veruca. But Dati, I want a golden goose now. Yeah. It's the ultimate, you know, it's it's VSS, Veruca Salt Syndrome. Do you know my favorite thing of that scene is? The scene when, the, when she's a bad egg. Como se When she falls in the, in the shoot. Yeah. And then her father goes after her. <laughs> Willy Wonka goes, well... Uh, Mr. Salt wanted what he... No, no. Charlie's grandfather goes, oh, well, uh, Mr. Salt wanted what he... He got what he always wanted. And Charlie's like, what is that? Veruca won before him. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's really grim. Like, <laughs> like That movie and that book is very dark. She's so amazing. Veruca Salt... <laughs> on, and Willy Wonka, forget Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Veruca Salt, the, from the casting to the way it was written, it's just amazing. It really is. Like, there should be a Veruca Salt Appreciation Hour. Maybe there is. <laughs> you know, listen, there's National Days for everything now. <laughs> listen, Veruca Salt inspired the Karens. 
I don't think we should celebrate that. <laughs> no. I don't think we should celebrate no, that. No, no, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. No, maybe not. I, she's like, I want a party. <laughs> Children and laughter. 10,000 pounds of ice cream. Uh, I got so much ice cream. And if I don't get the things I am after, what am I going to do? I'm going to scream. I love... Actually, again, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. All my favorite parts of the movie are with her. When, at the very beginning, when they go to the chocolate factory. Okay. Listen how we were talking about Karen and Rachel profiling into Willy Wonka. Uh, when they first go into the chocolate factory, yeah, they have to sign the contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Maruka's dad is like, I don't sign something that I read. And she pushes him and she looks at him and she's like, get out of, no, she goes, you're always getting in my way. <laughs> Hatred, but yeah, Karens suck. They do. They really, really do. Karens do. need to go away. They're just petulant children. They really are. That's all it comes down to. And unfortunately, we have a system that rewards the behavior. Yeah. Because unfortunately, what happens is, like we said, what they say and what the reality is are two different things. But based on what they say, it could be a true situation. So you have to err on the side of caution and show up. You know. <clears throat> but we all gotta pay for that that's the beauty of it yes it's all taxpayer funded mm-hmm. so <laughs> anyways so how is everybody doing well i will say i think that um everybody has been saying you know what's gonna happen now in july it took a while but i think we we finally found what the the bad july thing is what um today taylor swift's releasing a new album after lover yeah she's releasing it. it's called folklore <laughs> The only thing I can think of, and I don't know what kind of music it is, worse than a Taylor Swift album, is a Taylor Swift folk music album. But didn't she just release her album the other day? <coughs> She's releasing another album. It's funny because she she put out an Instagram post to announce that she was doing a surprise drop on Friday. And I'm like, sweetheart, if you're telling us, it's not a surprise. Yeah. That's like in Full House when Stephanie tells the teacher, hey, on Friday we're having macaroni surprise. And she goes, well, if you're telling us now, then you're ruining the surprise. Yeah, it's it's not a surprise if we know about it ahead of time, darling. But to counter that in the world, Kylie released a new single today. So, yay. Okay. So, so is it a folk album? I don't know. It's called Folklore. So, I don't know if it's a folk album or not. But. So, okay. So, so I, I want to bring up something that um, we've kind of uh, hinted here before. Hmm. Um, <coughs> about American entitlement. Well, hinted at? You mean the entire segment we just talked about? <laughs> right, but, no, but now we're, we're... Well, okay, yes. But now we're like... A different form yes, of it. Yes, a different okay, form. Okay. So, you know, we've, we've mentioned here and what everybody's talking about now in terms of the coronavirus is should you wear a mask? Should you not wear a mask? Um, here in, in Dade County... Uh, and for in Broward as well, it's already mandatory yes, uh, to wear a mask, by fines. and you could be fined. And of course, people are screaming <laughs> bloody murder. You are re- my, my rights, my, my rights, rights, my rights, my rights, my rights. American entitlement. Right. For some reason, when we were saying my rights, I just kept thinking of like the Fergie song, "My rights, my rights, my rights, my rights." From my humps. My- <laughs> so my did American you see rights. today? Did you see today? Because, you know, a lot of times when they make social, you know, comparisons of, of government, you know, they, you, one of the easiest ones to use is Canada. Because not only it's, is Canada right. our friendly neighbor to, to the, the north, north, but there are two countries that are very, very similar. similar uh, Demographic makeup, uh, uh, just socioeconomic, every, you know, everything. You cross yeah. a bridge to Canada and you were like, I'm not in a different country. Yeah, you know? it's not always. Like when I lived in Michigan, I used to go to Canada all the time. And it's like, 
oh, I'm not in the U.S. anymore. Like, yeah, until be, I hit a Timmy Hortons. I'm because like, if exactly, yeah, yeah. And when you're Tim Tim Hortons, <laughs> you think of um, Robin, um, Robin Sparkles. Yes, yes, from How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Where were you when Robin Sparkles uh, had her breakdown? But anyway, um, so a lot of times Canada and the U.S. are compared, you know, for things like violence, like what, right, you know, right. like how is it that Windsor, Canada, which is across the street from Detroit, you know, There's has no crime. And, 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 but yeah. Detroit, you know, like stuff like that. Right, right, right. But I think that one of the most obvious things they aired this week, and I posted it on my personal mm -hmm. Instagram, which was the video, and it went viral, of Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah, yeah, you posted a, it was a yes. video or a picture? So there is a, well, I posted a picture, but oh, it's, okay, a video, okay, it's okay. from a video. So Niagara Falls, as everybody knows, there's two sides to Niagara Falls. There's the Canadian part and the American part. The Canadian part is the prettier part, but... But we, we love all of Niagara Falls. Exactly. So, um, but you know, come on. It's a Horseshoe Falls. It's like way nicer. <laughs> like, it's way bigger. <laughs> like, I remember that when I first went to Niagara Falls, you know, again, with the American mindset, I'm like, right. Esta es la Panta Americana. <laughs> El Chanco Ese. But then you see the majestic Horseshoe oh, Falls. With the lights and, like, and with like, everything. This, yeah. this is a waterfall. waterfall. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but back to what I was saying. So this video went viral and it was all over the news this week of the two different little boats yes. that take you within the falls. Right. Right. And one of them was the Maid of the Mist, which is American. I was going to say, yeah. It's and point. the other one was called the Hornblower, which is Canadian. Well, then. So on the Hornblower, there were eight people, eight very <laughs> conscious well, you when know, you're only eight people, I mean, you can be as right, socially distant as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, that's how much yes, they were allowing. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, very, you know, socially conscious Canadians. Okay. And on the Maid of the Mist, había tremenda pachanga. Oh, para, parecía un sardinero. Yes. Everybody yeah. in their blue raincoats. And, like, packed in there. But they probably had the raincoats, but not the masks. But not the masks. <laughs> and they were enjoying... They were having a ball, but I mean, the pachanga on the Maid of the Mist. I'm sure they were playing either bachata or reggaeton. You know, like it's upstate New York. I don't think so, but okay. Pero era una pachanga, you know. So I was like, you know, that is like the it's perfect yeah. like example of American entitlement because you're talking about two countries that are comparable. I mean, very yeah. similar. Mm -hmm. You know, not only in government but in just all around. And one of them is like, oh hell no. If you want to watch the falls, it's going to be, you know, eight or 10 of you uno for en cada one quina. boat, uno en cada quina. Yeah. And the other one is like, bang. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> la niña, la niña, mete la niña. Hay un huequito ahí. Métete, métete, no te preocupes. You see the picture. I mean, look I, know, at the I picture. saw the picture. I saw the picture. It looks like it looks like a pleasure cruise for Smurfs. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's like this is like packed like, to the gills. Yes. It's not like they weren't even trying. <laughs> it's almost like people who couldn't get on the Canadian side just went over. Yes. And they were just like, I fuck it. They don't care. It's not like, bueno, the American one has more. So then, you know what I thought about in terms of American entitlement? And let's not get it wrong. We love the United States and we love, love being American. Yep. But, Listen, you know. I am a, I am a dyed-in-the-wool capitalist, so. But, you know, that doesn't mean you can't criticize your own, right? Okay. Do you want... A greater sense of entitlement. You're going to laugh. The fact that we are the only country in the world that does not use the metric system. I'm not learning it now. But no, but really. I'm just think, telling but, you but right think now. about it. But think about it. Like, well, yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the only ones, right? The only ones that does not use the metric system. Even North Korea? Okay, I don't know about North Korea. <laughs> you know, they're a holdout for a lot of okay, things. I don't know about North Korea, but oh. you know. 
In for all intents and purposes, okay. in general. Okay, okay. We're the only country that doesn't use a metric system. We use the U.S. customary system. I love there's this meme that, because um, I follow this page on Instagram about, like, you know, those those Americans, and it's by Brits. Okay, yeah. That they'll have, like, it'll be a meme of, like, let's say, um, a newspaper or, clipping like, up. an online clipping mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. And it'll say, like, hole in street, three washers, three, you know, um, a... Three washers deep. Three washers deep opens up in the interstate. And then they're like, those damn Americans using any form of measurement but the metric system. (laughs) I could call it. Hall opens up the size of two elephants. God forbid forbid you say two meters. Yeah. But I'm like, Cuño, that is it. Well, you know, they tried to introduce a metric system in the 70s. 70s. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, hell no. It just didn't didn't take? it It just, no. I mean. No, no, I'm asking, like, what was the reason that it didn't take, I guess? Is it, it just, no, it, people didn't, didn't, it just, you have just to relearn didn't it, you know? Oh, that's true. Now, and it's funny, because I've actually thought about this. I'm like, okay, I think that nowadays, right, it would be easier, because we all have phones. So, you could, there could true. be an app where you could be, just like... conversions, that's it. Yeah, conversions. Yeah. Right? And it'll be so much easier, right? That's true. Um, because even, in like, Cuba, like... Our yeah, pa- yeah, like, it's, it's kilometro, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, like, our parents, they're like... They never say, Tienes 100 de temperatura, tienes fiebre. That's true. So it's 35, 39. No, I think like 39 is de templanza or something like that. I thought that. 37 was de templanza. Or something like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But they won't say 100. Listen, the first time that I used an American, you know, like, yeah, when you get older, that you have to start taking your own temperature. Mm-hmm. And I had to use like an American thermometer. I had no idea what was going on. I thought I was about to die. Yeah. Because I'm like, this shit is like a 99. Yeah. And the, <laughs> you know what? Another thing of American entitlement are roundabouts. How is that? So roundabouts in Europe and uh-huh. even in Latin America, they're very common. Right. And the thing with the thing is that roundabouts are, this has been proven, are a lot safer than intersections. Because when you enter a roundabout, you have to yield. You have to like pay attention. You have to pay attention. You have to yield. And the cars are going slower than at an intersection. Because oh. usually in an intersection, an accident happens when a car is running a light. Right. Yeah, yeah, And when the car is running a light, they're going at a much higher rate of speed. Because they're trying to get and through And generally, the they, they crash into a car that's not moving. True. Whereas in a roundabout, usually the crashes are like... You know, fender somebody bender. hit me from the back or yeah, a yeah. fender bender or something. Like, th- there's proven st- stats on this. Oh, and, I like, I think the fatalities in, like, countries that have roundabouts are, like, in the 20%. Mm-hmm. And, like, ours is, like, in the 90%. Like, We're number one. Right. So, <laughs> I'm like, American entitlement. And then they were like, there's been cities here that uh, the mayor has, like, there's a city in Indiana, which is the city that has the most roundabouts. And the mayor, like- when... He, which I thought this was really interesting and odd at the same time. When he became mayor, one of his first like decrees, co- yes, was that he was going to build roundabouts. And I'm like, he ran on the roundabout. Platform? Yes, I'm like, is that what you ran on roundabouts? Also, like, isn't that a great thing to say? I'm gonna run on the roundabout platform. Y- yes. Like, is the platform a roundabout? <laughs> I'll be like, bate que bate, <laughs> el chocolate, bate que bate. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, and and it's proven that they are much well, safer. It's one of those things that I don't think about, but it makes sense. They're much safer, but Americans don't want roundabouts. I know. And I'm like, even when it saves your life, 
Hello, people, when the whole seatbelt thing was happening, they were like, no, no, because that's going to, that'll leave me trapped in the car or, or whatever. It's like, no, but you could be flung outside your windshield <laughs> and then, die on impact. And you want to be trapped. You want to be trapped. Yeah. Might might lose a leg, but you might lose your life. Oye, <sighs> que me dices tú de Kanye West? Oh, my God. This is why it's creepy, but I get it. I was literally about to bring that up right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> This is why we have a podcast. I was like, this is this is this is the definition of why you and I have a podcast. Oh, oh, oh Kanye. You know, I'm sure that if Chris Jenner, somebody would interview her now, she'd be like, it's great, we're great, we're, we're wonderful. Great. You know, we're working we're through great. it. We're great, we're great, we're, we're great. We, we're working through it and we're going to be stronger. You're going to be stronger. You know, these are the types of challenges the families yeah. face. And this will also be in keeping up with the Kardashians next season. Right. Chloe, come talk about your migraines. Yes. Right. Um, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I do feel I feel bad for him, and I never thought I would say this. I feel bad for Kim. Okay, so I'm gonna play devil's advocate, which generally you're the one who plays devil's advocate. Yeah. Do you believe it's a legitimate breakdown because he is diagnosed bipolar, right? Correct. So this could be an, a, a, an episode of mania, right? Which people I don't know which bipolar he's diagnosed if it's either one or two, uh, but he is diagnosed bipolar, and generally mm-hmm. when people that are bipolar have episodes of mania, this, this is, is what happens. Result, yeah. And depending on the bipolar that you have, whether one or two, they're either more drastic and longer than right. or manageable and, and than yeah. one to the other. So, do you legitimately think it's he's having some type of mental uh, mental health issues right now, or do you think it's part of the Kanye West slash Kim Kardashian Jenner clan? You know, promotion and controversy and headlines at any cost. I don't think it. Okay, if the Kardashian side of it is involved, I don't think anybody told Kim. <laughs> um, I read her statement. I, when he's saying things, you know, when he's tweeting like a like a manic person saying things like, "I've been trying to divorce her forever" and things like that. I mean, he even talk, said about like aborting their first child. Yeah, that to me is not like, and at this point, we've all been around long enough to see the Kardashian publicity train. That's not how it works. You think so? That's not how. But you again playing devil's advocate. um, And we've also we've also seen Kanye do his Kanye thing. Right? Wouldn't you also say that like again them? You know because they they they've been around already for a long time. So right now to keep the attention on them, I I feel it gets harder and harder because like you're not fresh anymore. Right. So. I'd like to think that nobody would put themselves in a position of having to defend their marriage in the public eye that way. That way. Fair enough. That way. Um, Especially once they have kids. If they were were not parents, I would think differently. I mean... I, I Look, I feel bad for anyone who has a breakdown, especially publicly. Yeah. Because, you know, people, the media, they're not kind to celebrities who have um, issues. Issues. I mean, and they laugh at them and ridicule them and all that. And, yeah, like the stuff that he has said has been really off the wall, even for him. Right, right. So it's unfortunate. But you know what? But here we are talking about them. No, I mean, absolutely. But I do think that in his mind somewhere, I do think that his bid for presidency is serious within the Kanye ego. The Kanye universe, right? Because we know Kanye has a huge ego. Kanye ha- Kanye is an egomaniac. You know, I don't know if he's a narcissist, but I- definitely an egomaniac. All I know is if that man messes up the election, 
for <laughs> for for the uh, for you know for Biden. Yes. Yeah. That's we're gonna be upset. We're gonna have we're gonna have words with Mister Mister West. Yes. I just don't. I mean, he's just not saying things that make any sense. Well, but has he ever? No, but there's always been like that. Like I said, it's that weird like Kanye and then, logic. And let me tell you something. I love him. I have all his records. I think when it comes down to his craft, he is definitely one of the best. Um, he is insanely super talented. I mean, he's good as a performer. Like yeah. he will knock your socks off. Um, but unfortunately, he's for better or for worse, depending on who the way that you see it. He's become one of these people that you don't talk about the music anymore. Well, yeah, I was gonna say taking his 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 mental issues off the table, he's become the definition of separating the art from the artist. Yeah, which is hard when you're a rapper, also, right? Because when you're a hip hop artist, you tend to, especially you write your own music. At what point can you separate the art from the artist? Because we're not talking about like a Celine Dion who's just known for singing sweeping love ballads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Celine could be a raging racist off, you know, off stage, but well, it's not what she sings about. So you kind of like can differentiate the two. Celine Dion can't be a racist. Of course not. She has too much of a sense of humor. It's true. Racist people aren't funny. They're not funny. <laughs> they're not. They think they are. But they're, but they're not. not. <laughs> they're not. But I just, it's very sad. I think it's sad to see it happening on a public stage like that. And I think people are, are, are I mean, they're mocking him clearly. But the problem is also like, he's an adult. And if he doesn't want help, you, you know, you can't. Right. But, but I also I mean, think. You can try to Baker Act him. Right. I guess, but I also but, think that him and them. It's a toxic combination. <laughs> him and the Kardashians, this is a result of their own doing. Because when you live, when you choose right. to live your life so publicly, because there's, you know, obviously when you're a public figure, your life is going to be dissected. Right. Right. But there's, there obviously, we know there's a difference between a public figure or even celebrities that share certain things with the public mm-hmm. and them. Right. Yeah, because so, we were all invited into their bed, essentially. I mean, literally. Oh, well, yeah, literally. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, they go to freaking doctor's appointments and right. they take they take the that. And, you know, and I, and I start thinking from a legal perspective. I'm like, coño. <clears throat> see, like, due, due to HIPAA requirements, a hospital can't even admit or deny if you are a patient there. And these freaking people showing are going, <laughs> you know, with the cameras to see, like, their, like, intimate medical records. I'm like... Right. You know how I feel about that and how yeah. I feel about them. But I'm like, you know, unfortunately, this is a product of your own doing. Because you are so public and you have built an empire on being so open and making your shit so public that this is part of it now. Yeah, you can't cry about it now. Yeah. This is part of it now. So, like, whenever they say, like, oh, you know, we want the media's, um, you know, we we hope the media is, respects you know, our privacy. Uh, respects our privacy. No, you you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't be like, I'm going to build my money and my my empire on the media, on paparazzi following me, right. on everybody knowing my business, on me being open to the world. But then when I don't want to, no, 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 I want my privacy. You can't have it both ways. Right. And that is my problem with, with them. Because, you know... Yeah. At, this at, isn't like they just, at, like, they got you walking to the store. At this point in time, they're enough of a brand name that if they really 
wanted to like shut off the cameras, they, they could. could. And they could keep going. And they could keep going through their makeup lines yeah, or all the products, whatever yeah. products and endorsements that they or have. Or just be influencers on, whatever, so on Instagram. Whatever. And you don't have to share every single personal detail of your life. But they continue to do it. You know, that's like that whole fight. 10 plus years That later. whole fight that, you know, Kim and Courtney had that, you know, 10 months later we're still talking about and it's premiering. Well, they had, they had a fight, right? Like on, siblings do? Yes. And then, you know, because it was recorded when... when when it was recorded, mm-hmm. it made the news. But now it's we're talking premiere. about it again because now that season is premiering. Okay. So now every you know, Courtney apparently left the show. Oh, okay. Right, because know. she wants more privacy and she wants more time with her kids. Right. So everybody's talking about their fight. Everybody talked about their mm-hmm. fight then, and now they're talking about it now. It's like when people like start questioning whether you legitimately had a fight with someone or whether somebody's mental state is legitimate, is legitimate or it's a, you know, publicity. Or a publicity stunt. You know, I think that's time for you to be like, you know what? <clears throat> Let's reassess. We had a run. Yeah. We made it built an empire. We're freaking billionaires. It's time to like move on. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like everything you are is public. Where does I mean, it begin and end? Yeah. Yeah, so this whole Donald Ward spiral that you're having, that he's having, I feel bad for him because, you know, I'm like one of the most sympathetic people there are, mm-hmm. you know, and and I, I would hate, to, I, I hate, I absolutely hate when public figures are going through some shit and people just knock them down because it's like, that's the last thing you need. Right. But unfortunately with him, he's in the Kardashian world and he's and he's been very 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 much part of that you know right and embraced it and you know gone with it so you know i don't know i mean if he really is sick i hope i you know hope he gets the well he is he is you know he gets the help that he needs and he you know you know moves on and, and i hope they're well but i mean i just I don't know if I would if I was them I would have called it quits a long time ago but I'm not them and I don't have their money so you I was know. gonna say but we have the podcast we have the podcast maybe one day you know we'll, we'll never take the podcast into our doctor's appointments though no I mean no wants to see me go to the podiatrist no oh <laughs> especially a podiatrist I know so you know but yeah. anyway well our guest this week yes so this week we have uh, actually we have, it's funny because you weren't able to make it. And our guests are from the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Normally, they are four. Two of them couldn't make it. So it's basically half of Pero Let Me Tell You and half of, half of Latinos LOL. Out Loud of LOL. Um, they're part of the Revolver Network. They're, as I said during the interview, they also have one of the names that I absolutely think is brilliant because their name is Latinos Out Loud, mm-hmm. LOL. It's like it was right there. Mm-hmm. Um they're really cool, cool cats. Um, I apologize in advance because <laughs> me and Rachel, turns out we both have a background in marketing and we knew a lot of the same people. So we kind of went off on a little tangent there and, and did a little uh, market speak. But super, super chill guy, um, you know, guys we chatted with. And um, so here we go. Without further ado. All right, mi gente. So as we said, we have with us today two of the hosts of the Latinos Out Loud podcast, which I have to say, I love the name of our podcast, but if I had to pick one that I'm kind of jealous existed, it's definitely one that uses LOL as its name, and yet it's Latinos Out Loud. I am here with Rachel Strauss-Muñiz and Jaime um, Fernandez. So thank you guys for joining us today. What up? 
That's hilarious. Thanks for the name props. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Hello. Listen, I, I am all about like, damn it, that's a better name. Because um, <laughs> you guys have been on Spanish Like He Presents as well. And yes. <laughs> when they had their, their segment called Que Te Pica, I'm like, why didn't we think of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. That's insane. The only thing with LOL is that if you Google it, you're not probably not going to get our podcast at the top of the, the Google search. You're going to be like, enough. LOL? I'm looking for LOL. For- <laughs> 500 that's, things. That's, that's that. fair enough, but it's still clever, damn it. I'm giving you guys credit, all right? No, I know. I know. Take I'm, the credit, Jamie. I'm going to take the credit. I'll do that. I'll do it. Take the credit. Take now, the credit. Now, how long have you guys been doing your podcast now? We've been doing our podcast for three years now. Oh, just like us. Okay. Amazing. We're three nagers together. <laughs> I love it. Three nagers. Three nagers. But like our seasons, our seasons are like uh, by you know not yearly. So we, I feel like we've had eight seasons. It's like oh my god, our spring season is premiere, and then we got our fall season. And yeah, don't I don't forget Christmas. I don't know who we think we are. We're going into <laughs> our eighth season and decided to like go beyond the four real seasons of the year and create more. Like we, we I'm not sure how the math works out there, but like I don't know who we think we are. Whatever, you're a podcast for all seasons. That's who you are. <laughs> oh, oh, you heard that? Oh, y'all. <laughs> so, how did the idea come about? I mean, you know, one of the things that we love is obviously, you know, we're a we're a Latino podcast you know fronted by two cuban americans out of miami so obviously we recognize the need for that existence that representation you know is that kind of where this was born out of like how did how did you all come together because there's four of you we only got two of you today but there is four of you hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I don't know, Jamie. <laughs> they're, they're just I, looking at each other like I don't know who wants to tell the real story. Well, to that. Yeah, well because I I didn't come in at the beginning of the podcast, right? I, I'm I'm like the th- I was like a third person choice. Damn. You know, they had an original guy. Shout out Andrew Santiago, who was the original uh, fourth person, mm-hmm. and then um and then there was one other person, Danny Garcia, who was second, and then I came in third. It was like, all right, we need someone that needs a place to stay and Jamie's not going to leave. <laughs> so we know he, he needs a lot of attention. He'll stay around for a while. So, um, I, so yeah, but I mean, I, you know, I knew everyone in the, we've known, I've known Rachel, Mike and Frank now and more Rachel and Frank even longer for mm-hmm. like 15 years. Right. Oh, wow. 
now yeah. that now it's become like 15 give or take maybe, right, maybe. Right, right. but um and so we've just always been aligned together f- as friends mm-hmm. comedically you know we're in a sketch group together so we're, that's how i see that that we how we came together i don't know if rachel um how did the show like become something that you actually had from idea to concept yeah because now we've established that jamie is the uh, heather locklear of latinos <laughs> out loud you know he's the uh special guest and stuck around forever you know yeah. she was a hit on melrose place she was yeah. she was uh-huh. um th- that's a really great toss jamie because you said it best like the foundation of us is friendship and then we turned into colleagues in comedy and then around 2016, early 2017, Bago and I, I think we're somewhere chilling. And he was like, yo, let's do a podcast. And I was like, give me a break. Nobody listens to podcasts. You know, <laughs> come on. What are you, stupid? I think Rachel was more like, what's a podcast? No, come on. I knew what it was. I just didn't know it was free. That, that's for NPR. That's not, you know. <laughs> that's like, what I thought. I'm like, what are we, AM radio funny now? Like, get PC out of here, whatever the acronym is. I can't even think. But anyway, we're sitting there chilling, and he's like, let's do a podcast. And I was like, you know, before I, like, put a total halt to this, let me do a little bit of research. So I went home, did some research, asked my confidants, you know what I mean, and really thought about it. And I didn't really think about it that much. I just asked my <laughs> I asked my man if I could do it. He said yes. And then I was like, all right, I'm in. And then we just actually doing the research, all jokes aside, we really did see this like lack, lacking catalog of Latino centric content Mm -hmm. in the podcast space. Yep. And then we were like, well, we do have some stuff that could live pretty well audibly. We also have a background of doing online radio back when that was the newest thing. Remember back in my day when, oh, you know, back in dial up. Was- Listen, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember back in the day. How's that? When well, there that were was it. Internet cafes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so internet we- cafe old. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page, all of us. So then um, to make a long story short, we have that in our pocket as well and understanding that dynamic and chemistry and what we could do audibly. And then the rest kind of just came very organically as far as the content and who was uh, eventually the four horsemen and woman. And then like the content itself, Jamie as a very strong writer and head writer of Room 28 really takes the show concepts and segment ideas to a whole other level, having developed some of them himself. But I just, you know, really love that process of yours where it's like, I never knew something could be so funny audibly. True talk. (laughs) Who knew? I heard Eddie Murphy raw audibly. Audibly, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> but I, I, as a sketch comedian, Jamie, I don't know if you could talk to this too, but like I at first wasn't sold on like everything living audibly. But then I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it yeah. works. Yeah, because Room, Room 28 is your is your comedy troupe, right? It's it's your, your sketch yeah. comedy that you guys do up in uh, New York or is it New Jersey? New York. Okay. New York. Uh, yeah, any subway car, you know, in New York, uh, you can find us. Um, so when people donate, when please. people yell Showtime, it's just you four putting on a comedy <laughs> show with lots of gymnastics. 
put, <laughs> putting on a comedy show um, and they have to be, you know, we have to write them uh, between each stop. So I pretty mean, much like 15 second sketches. Depending on, on whether or not somebody got sick at that stop, you might have a while before they start that train up again. Actually, the A train, which I normally ride, has a long, it goes from 59th Street to 125th Express. That's the perfect time if you were to do a sketch. If you do a sketch on a train, that's the train to do it. See, I would have that said time. do it on the L because the L is never going anywhere. So it's you've got all yeah. the time in the world. <laughs> Uh, delayed yeah delayed comedy um but no i mean and going by richard yeah i mean i i i was a fan of audio comedy because i grew up what listening to um stand up uh you know stand up albums right, right you know right, what i mean yeah. so like and you said eddie murphy uh raw like was really funny but i used to listen to all all those stand up audio stuff and um and so i you know I, if it's funny, it's funny. You know what I mean. You don't right. necessarily always need the visual. They can, you can paint a picture with your words. Right. Ooh, you guys are like are audio artists. I love it. You can Bob Ross it with your words. <laughs> you, know? you just put a little tree there. <laughs> so, I, I I gotta say though, one of the things I love about you guys, and I mean, we've we've had a lot of uh, the, we share a lot in common. We've had a lot of guests uh, on our show that you guys have had on your show. Um, you know, Chris Garcia who did Scatter, Daphne Rubin Vega, who was a fucking stitch on your show, by the way. She was, <laughs> she's actually one of my favorite guests because it was one of those, you know, one of the first like big names, right? So I didn't know how to approach it. And she was just like, so like, whatever, Chico, I'm Daphne, you know, like, you know, it's super like down to so earth. Cool. I loved it. She's a super cool chick. But one of the things I also love that you guys have done uh, you know, your more recent episodes is you've also had people on who are not quote unquote, you know, famous celebrities, but who are talking about things that really are educational and informative for the Latino community. You know, you had uh, teachers on there, you've had uh, investment, uh, you know, people who are, have a background in investment banking and things like that to talk about, you know, Latinos, here's what to do with your money, you know, don't put it under your mattress. <laughs> Did that, you know, I, I think whenever, I, I'm going to speak for myself, when we started this, you know, it's very easy to say, well, let's go for the big name, because the name is going to get us the listeners, and it's fun. Who doesn't want to hear, you know, the kids from Spanish Aki Presents, you know, talking and having a good time, right? But we found also that we, we were starting to try to have journalists and, you know, and people who are not as quote-unquote famous. Did that happen organically for you as well, or is it something that you kind of collectively came together and made a conscious decision? I think that, you know, it, that was really, that started from Jump Street, mm -hmm. to be quite honest. We always had a mission of filling voids, whether it was in the podcast space or whether it was as hyper-focused as covering the topics that need to be covered through the lens of comedy. Mm -hmm. And we stuck to that criteria and mission from Jump Street. And for us, it wasn't really, I don't think it's ever been about the listens, the downloads, the, you know right, what I mean? Right. The, oh my God, it's the, like, that is great. The money. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's about the money. What do you keep doing this whole thing for? Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. As somebody who does the podcast, I can tell you it's not about the money, people. All right. <laughs> now, if you want to get lots of, if you want to get lots of free, you know, Bomba socks, like you are in uh -huh. the market. They will send you that. No, back up that Bomba trucks, you know, truck. But uh, yeah, no. But we always had this like 
network too of people like Ariel Pereira, the financial mm-hmm. expert, and Jose Wilson, the teacher. Those people are like in our network, right. in our hood, and are doing so well in their space that we gotta put them in the spotlight yeah. and and reach because like Jose was talking a lot about to your point like teaching at home under this quarantine he was so helpful and listeners hit us up and we're like yo good looking and that's what we want out of this podcast for our listeners to all say yo good looking like good looking out on teaching us about a new career path within entertainment that we could do with this communications degree or like you know, good looking out on letting me know that I need to start financially investing like eight. <laughs> I'm you already know? late to the damn game. Thanks. <laughs> right. So I think that that helps us help the community. And then it just feels good all around. You know, it just feels like we're we're doing something with our comedy and we're moving people forward while making them laugh. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's super important. And that's, you know, because we've made it a, a point to do the same thing you know, whenever we can. And it's, we have a platform, you know, let's use it for something, right? Especially, you know, given the current, you know, state of things, right? Have you guys felt a little bit more, this is going to sound so self-serving, but go with me on it, that (laughs) our voices count a little more now because we are people of color who have a platform that, you know, people are are kind of looking to you a little bit more to speak up. Yeah. I mean, definitely now, you know, I feel like it comes in waves, you know what I mean? And you hopefully you you hope that like, it's not just like, you know, the current, yeah, a fad or the current climate. And you hope it's something that has, uh, you know, legs and staying power. Um, you know, kind of like when Ricky Martin performed at the Grammys, everybody thought, oh, okay, now, you know, we are. but then, you know, that was the way, <laughs> that was yeah. the Ricky Martin way. Uh, but I mean, now that, you know, we're in serious times, people are talking about things, you know, that normally was a little taboo, right? Or people were afraid to talk about. Now people are having discussions about the most raw subjects. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it is race and, and, and race is a conversation that never goes away, but sometimes it's not people haven't always been comfortable kind of talking about it, especially in a comedic podcast or yeah. a podcast where we're like, hey, we're having fun, guys. But we don't want to like, you know, we don't want to bring down the party with some serious talk. <laughs> but we, I feel like we do, we have felt that we have to, you know, we have to tweak what we, what we originally thought the podcast was going to be. You know, mm-hmm. we were like, we're just going to be funny. We're going to be, we're going to have fun. We don't want to bring in. And now we're like, yo, let's really delve into these topics and like you said like the listeners was you know they're growing with us and they want they want mm-hmm. to, to hear more of us other sides to us right. and i do have a responsibility to not just kind of give them the fluff you know what i mean i and i'm going to answer the question from a different perspective because that's so content heavy on the flip side of it i do feel like certain advertisers and brand partners Um, are like having interesting conversations with us now. Right. And I would like to think that it's because they're getting it and that they understand that we are the, we are one of the voices like you guys of la gente, la comunidad. Yeah. We're a very, very viable conduit to reach these people. So I feel like it is happening um, slowly and now more, I guess, uh, you know, 
with more frequency than in the past. But it's also a testament, and you know this, doing this for three years. This is so much work. And yes. if we put it in, we'll see the output. We've been putting in the work like you guys. So yeah. it does feel good in that regard. And I'm happy that certain brand partners and you know advertisers seem to be getting it. We got to keep going. Yeah, and it's, let them know. It's funny you you mentioned you know corporate America, right? Let's call it, let's broaden the the umbrella because my day job is I'm I'm in marketing. I've uh, been doing it for about fifteen years. I'm focusing majority of my time on multicultural marketing. But I feel like to your point, I'm seeing a little bit of an uptick that I saw a few years back when I first started. Like when U.S. Hispanics became a thing, like all of a sudden people knew we were alive because we were going to be the biggest majority minority, right? Like we were the fastest growing minority. So everybody yeah. wanted to do U.S. Hispanic. Everybody wanted to do U.S. Hispanic. And then a little less. And then a little less. And then a little less. And they started saying, well, but it's total market. They're watching ABC. We'll just get them there. I'm curious to see, and I hope that, I hope that you know, you're right, um, Rachel, that this isn't just a pendulum. You know, this isn't just like, you know, hey, look, these people exist again. Yes. That it's it, it it's like shit. You know what? We were so gung ho and we dropped the ball. So let's do it right this time. Not just we'll check the box and we'll be on Univision Telemundo BET and look at us. We are doing it. You know? No, they're gonna put in the work. I really hope that that's that's the case. I feel the same way, and it's so interesting. I also have a marketing background. I put in 17 years into corporate marketing, also focusing in the multicultural space. I taught it at the college level for five years, oh, wow. and I left it all for comedy. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Go ahead, laugh about it, everybody. It's so stupid. Um, you followed your dreams, love. You followed your dreams. That's, that's that, not yeah. stupid. That's beautiful. Totally, completely. Yes, I followed. I am following my dreams now, but I have such a passion for it. Like, it's yeah. so, it's like, it definitely is still like, because I want to see our people win. Yeah, that's all exactly. it is. Exactly. Exactly. You know it's like, damn it. I'm more than just a language. I'm more than just Univision. I'm more than, and, and uh, yes, that's part of it. You know what? Yes, absolutely. But don't, don't pretend that because you've, you know, checked that box of, well, I put some money over here that that's the be all end all of who we are. I mean, look at us here. We're three Latinos talking. And I think we've said maybe what three words in Spanish, not because we don't speak it, not because it's not who we are, but it just has to happen organically, you know? That's crazy! Wow, and and we have to talk offline about. Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna connect for sure because I wanna I wanna hear all about like where you worked and and trade, you know, some war stories. I, I did a couple we years up in New York, have, so we must have mutual connections. I, oh, it's we gonna have to. get juicy. Girl, I'm gonna juicy. Hit, I'm gonna hit you up on the LinkedIn after this, and we're gonna have all the same connections. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I think going off on that though, I think that's what podcasting is is a great space because you get yeah. the variety of, of voices that Latinos have. You know what I mean? I, I, I said this somewhere else, but um, you know, you can have a show about Latinos just talking about sports because you know, Latinos talking about politics, Latinos talking about anything. You know what I mean? And it's just that's what we don't have really in the in the uh, you know the public eye. You know, like as far as uh, mainstream, we don't have yeah. a variety of our voices. You know, we get one thing on the air, and you know it's judged on that one thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like maybe this is not my thing, but I, you know, I'm that's Latin. It's my it's my people. I'm gonna support it. 
but I also would like to have something my thing also right here and then have you know right. something here so if, I, I don't know oh, yeah and if that one thing doesn't work oh well they're not there they're not they're, it's not a viable audience all of a sudden because the one thing you know that that was yeah. put on air didn't work it's you're like, off the plan that's yeah it. that's it you're you're thank you for playing you know but I think also just this format allows conversations to happen in a mm-hmm. more realistic organic way than I mean even just your average talk show you know, you guys have, have, have done it. You know, you've interviewed people who are, yeah, ultimately they're there to promote a project, but you wind up talking about more, you know, yeah. whereas when they go on a, you know, a late night chat show, it's like, all right, you got three minutes. What's your funny story? We're going to show your clip and then I'm going to throw a commercial, you know, here it's like, what did you have for dinner last night? You know, and it, and it could be such a stupid conversation, but it could just be anything you want it to be. You know, I, I, I love this format. I, I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with you guys, but. <laughs> yeah, we could talk all day. I have, admittedly, I was so against it at first. Like, I just wasn't educated about it. How <laughs> bad podcast space and gods. I'm sorry, because now I'm like such a preacher. I'm such a like, like, I'm evangelizing the word of podcast through the mountains. Like, it's so amazing how niche you know, or how, you know. Well, you call it in a niche. You know what? <laughs> what did you call me? Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like I was having this conversation with my sister-in-law the other day and she's a teacher. I'm like, do you know how many teacher podcasts there are out there? Like, you know, all the frustrations that you have or like the, the challenges you have. Listen to one of these podcasts. They're so helpful. When I was going through my infertility journey, I turned to podcasts and anonymous message boards because that's where I got information, heard like fellow stories, like from fellow women suffering. And then also I was able to post on those boards anonymously. So I got my like weird circular conversation through podcasting and the internet when I really needed some help. Do you think that's something that maybe for Latinos specifically, and I, I know I keep harping on Latinos, but that's, you know, it's what we are, right? That, that, that's, that's the only experience I can speak to, right? I can't speak to being, you know, a black woman in Wichita. I'm not a black woman in Wichita. Um, but she's inside of us. She yeah. is. She is. She's fighting right now for space with the um, with the Asian German lesbian inside of me, but that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, oh, I gotta listen to that one. Yeah, Send me a link to that I one. I will. It's, um, it's on, I, I will share it. It's an OnlyFans page, so it's a little... There, there's a, there's a, a paywall, but you can get through it. I'll give you a code. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, you were just talking about in your infertility journey, you know, podcasts helped and, and the anonymous boards and all that. Do you think that podcasts are affording Hispanics an opportunity to get information they may not even know they needed? You know, in a, in a, in a way that makes it feel approachable. Like you said, oh shit, I am not alone. You know, I'm not the only one who's going through this or, or who has these feelings. Because there's a lot of shit in our community that's still taboo. I mean, as yeah. many strides as we've made... There's a lot of stuff out there that people are like, oh, therapy. Oh, this. Oh, you know, I don't talk about that out loud. But I hear some people going through the same stuff I'm going. Well, Jamie, I don't know if you want to comment also, but I think like the listener feedback speaks for itself. Mm. We have these meetings, you know, these prep meetings, and we're frequently at a place where we're like, wait, guys, is this on brand for us to talk about? And those conversations always end up 
something like this. Fuck it. We need to talk about it. And then when we talk about it, then the listeners respond. And then they're like, yo, thank you for covering this topic. Or al revés, like sometimes the listener will hit us up on Instagram be like, I really would like you guys to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Topic. And then we bring it to the meeting and then we're all like, oh, shit. Yeah, for sure. So it's like this weird smorgasbord of like input and output. But I do feel, I agree. I do feel that podcasting is opening some doors maybe. I don't know if there's research to prove it, but therapy is such a good topic. Like podcasts like Latinx therapy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's brilliant. And she's Latina and she's sharing her knowledge and experience and she's got to be helping people out. But it ain't like there's like a focus group like, hi ma'am, excuse me, did Latinx therapy help solve your anything? Like, how are we ever going to know for sure? But we have to, I go on my gut and my gut tells me yes. It's helping. Jamie. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I mean, there's so much, there's so much media that you can uh, get information from, right? But I don't know, I, I think when it comes to just like wanting to hear from Latinos, wanting to hear from other Latinos that are like them mm-hmm. in similar situations, then that it's not as big of a, you know, there's not that, as many options, right? right? You know, you might have an author that you really, uh, you know, you really love that really speaks to you in their books and, um, you know, and a show here and there. But I mean, podcasting, like I said, has so much, um, there's so much variety of, of voices, and I, I I feel like even in our show we try to have a variety in itself of voices, and 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 that's we learn. I learn too. I mean, I don't, you know. I mean, I, I think a big part of interviewing is is caring about who you're interviewing, and and yeah. and you know, and and actually being listening, um, <laughs> listening, and being interested in asking real questions. Like a lot of our questions are, you know from the from like what you know there's just like instant reaction type stuff because we're learning in the same time as we're, as we're speaking to people and that's why it's so great to, to just kind of get um just kind of all these different you know we you know we've had dominicans and puerto ricans and and cubans and venezuelans like we have all we, there's so much to us there's so much different types of latinos and and we try to get as many voices out there, and I think that's what just the commun- the Latino podcast community is doing in general. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's again, we have a share. It's weird because we have a shared cultural experience, even though all of our cultures are different. You yes. know, it's there's nuances, but ultimately we all there's a through line, and it's again, it's not just the language. You know, it, there's there's just a lot of the nuances of family life and things like that. That. Yeah, I mean, we've talked to people from East LA, and it's like you're from the West Coast, Mexican, but yo, we're vibing like on the yeah. same tip. Yeah, 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 we we get it. You know, it's it's crazy. Want to shift for for a minute? Because again, you know, you guys are based out of New York. Congrats on on uh, you know the COVID slope as uh, as Florida has decided to take up your mantle. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Torch to somebody. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't. This is one of those times where I didn't want to be the sixth borough. You know, I didn't. I, I didn't want it. Like, 
But now the New Yorkers can't go to Florida. Like, you know, that's the place that we would normally go. Be like, I'm going to Florida just to like chill for like three months. Yeah, no, you right. can't because you're, we you're getting away from COVID going to Florida. <laughs> so maybe that's maybe there's a connection there. I don't we know. We did it on purpose. To be quite maybe. honest, I was looking forward to going to Florida so I can have some babysitters down there because my brother and his whole family are there. So I would have had some helping hands if it weren't for this shit. So thanks a lot. I was supposed to be down there right now. Well, on behalf of everyone, I'm sorry. On behalf of the entire state of Florida, I apologize. Um, but what I was going to ask is, you know, you guys do have your your comedy show, uh, you know, uh, Room 28. How has that been it, during this crazy time? Obviously, you guys can't perform live. Mm. Are you guys doing virtual shows? Are you using it as kind of like, okay, can't perform. Let's take a step and, you know, re have meetings and revamp and see what worked and what didn't and how we can adjust. Like, where's it going? Yeah, I, mean, I think it is a period of adjustment for us. You know, I feel like we didn't, we haven't done a, a zoom show yet. I think a lot of us are still just kind of just, uh, waking up from this kind of mm -hmm. bad COVID dream. That's not a dream. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. we're still kind of recovering and, 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 um, so there's still uncertainty because it's not over and, 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 and it's, and so a lot of us have just started doing, you know, writing and, and, and doing still being creative, but in other outlets. And I think we've been kind of maybe finding more of our creative voice in different ways. And uh, eventually we'll we'll reunite in Avenger style and, and get it together again. But I, I, it has been a period of adjustment for us personally. I, I know a lot of other sketch groups have been out there and doing the, 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 the Zooms. And, yeah, yeah. Um, Rachel, another sketch group she's in, did a whole, uh, a really like big time like Zoom show where it was like pre-taped and they had. Oh shit! She'll tell you about it. But um, um, but as for Room Twenty Eight, yeah, we've kind of been like you know in rehab almost. Yeah. Comedy rehab. Comedy rehab. Well, from what I hear, most comedians eventually wind up in rehab. So I guess that's right. Not that type of rehab. I don't <laughs> okay, want to put out. The, okay, I don't okay, want to okay. put out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that rehab got it got it not that rehab it was and also that metaphor hard to room 28 some of the cast members are essential workers oh. so it's also yeah it's been a little crazy on them um but like jamie was saying you know while that and while we were still being creative on the back end doing some videos like with mckenna we did this like quarantine game show she told us nothing about it we just had to show up she asked us questions it was so much fun it's on our youtube page um but for the all-female comedy troupe hilarious yeah we were those girls are not so much essential workers but like <laughs> very creative right. and actually to be quite honest a few of us are jobless you know like the live element was a huge uh you know income source in this household right. so it wasn't just the comedy shows it was hosting and like you know traveling and doing other stuff and performing you know but anyway um you know with with hilarious we just decided to again do something a little different and be like fuck it you know let's just see what we can do at home in silos individually right. and then collectively edit to make it look like a comedy show and that's what we did and that's what we're doing again our next show will be in mid-august nice. and we'll do a youtube premiere i'm so proud of these women you guys like it's I know you've got your like man juices and shit, pause, but you know what I mean. Like, Whoa, who who told? Hey, you know what I mean? 
like, that's if, the name of my other podcast. Man. <laughs> nobody thinks there's the romance thing, and that's real, right? The romance thing is real. When women are together, oh my god, we're producing stuff like this. It's so fucking magical. It's like our periods align, our right, like we're in the writers' rooms together, like just like bouncing off each other. You know, one would think that the stereotype is true. Oh no, women are catty. It's right, probably right. like a fucking mess. No, it's been it's been so on the contrary. It's magical. I love these women so much. That's awesome. And I, I want you guys to check out the show, the hilarious show. So and they can just go to YouTube and type in hilarious and look for the hilarious show. Okay. We are not the college comedy show from 2010 because that also comes up when you search Ooh. for hilarious. But check us out, uh, the her h e r hilarious show. Thank you for your support, by the way, both of you. Of course, of course. Listen, if we don't support each other, who will? Yeah, we got to. We got to preach that word. Our parents. Oh, okay. I'm way too old for my parents to support me. Like honestly, at this point, I mean, I'd welcome it, but they'd be the first one to be like, "Oye, tú no estás muy arretuo," to be, you know, depending on us for for support. You know. See, as it is, whenever I go over, I mean, I, I will say my mother, every time I go over, she's like, go ahead, pa que te lleve la casa. It's like, you know, like if I don't know how to cook or anything, and it's like all these cacharras of, you know, leftovers, it's wonderful. You can never stop, mom. Yo, Israel, can I tell you how much I love talking to Cuban people? Like? You have no idea. You, I don't even know how many dichos you have. Like, you have, do you guys call it dicho? You know, like, yeah, yeah. like a story behind a word or oh, like yeah. a. a a fable or some sort of like you know sentence that captures the moment it's amazing <laughs> is that taught in school in cuba i think it's like when you um when you get to miami off the raft they automatically <laughs> just hand you this book um it's written by jose martin's yeah. lesser known brother no se nada Marti. Um, and you know, it's just all these rephrases. No, but yeah, it's weird. I just grew up hearing them. And actually my sister knows way more of them than I do. Like my sister, sometimes she's younger than me. I mean, we were both born and raised, you know, here in Miami. And sometimes she'll bust out with shit and I'll be like, where did you hear that from? She's like, well, I would say that all the time. And you never heard it. I'm like, not enough to commit to memory. Don't ever stop, please. It's so great. I wish I had that skill. Well, you know, you have other skills. You're part of a comedy troupe. You're probably a hell of a lot funnier than I am. <laughs> I don't know about that. Jamie's just a good writer. I'm just a mouthpiece. <laughs> All of these are... He's being humbled. These are, oh, yeah, even if that's humbled. true, you know what? That's a skill unto itself. Okay? There are people who you could give the funniest shit in the world to say, and they will not deliver. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it's, it, it takes two. It takes a village and all that. But uh, bueno, guys, I, I, I just want to say thank you again. You know, I know I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, obviously, Latinos Out Loud, they can find it, I think, what, every single podcast platform at this point, right? I think I, I mean, you guys are on, definitely on Apple, because that's where I hear you. Definitely on Apple, uh, Spotify, um, uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. iHeart. Okay. Yeah. Pandora as well. Um, I think every platform, pretty yeah. Much. Although I, I haven't done research, but I will one day. Because I have a ghetto app too that has like that. I, it's on the it's on there too. It's like some ghetto podcast thing. I'm like, oh, oh okay, it, yeah. it probably like pulls from all of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a black and white picture of us. Like I'm like, okay, <laughs> this looks like. 
I love how Rachel's like, I haven't done the research. And in the back of her mind, she's like, it's been seven years since I've had to do research. I am not in marketing anymore. I have I left that, that life I behind. Hi, I got to call Wanda in research. Wanda, I need you to pull some. I need you to, I need to know for Colgate. I got to pitch. I got to put this deck together tomorrow. Don't tell I know me. You do not tell me you worked for Colgate because I worked on the Colgate account as well at one point. I, I, when I was at certain Latino publications, I, I mean, Colgate was always, I always did CPG. And so Colgate was always one of my, you know, my, one of your standards my clients or I was pitching too. So, you know what? We definitely have to chat off, off air. Cause I bet you, we have some of the same shared horror stories. <laughs> oh, Jamie, I'm sorry. Do you feel like sorry? Split? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I need to brush up on my, uh, like marketing. marketing talk. Cash Gold Gate? Okay. We'll yeah. give we'll give you a quiz of all of the, the terms. <laughs> next no. next episode it'll just be all marketing. <laughs> like, like, why do we why do we invite Jamie back for this? It's um, Jamie be. knew my stories. You actually knew some of my like marketing nightmares. Oh stories. yeah, yeah. yeah I would yeah. vent to him, like wherever we were, you know, and we were definitely room twenty eight. All, all of our room twenty eight meetings were at a certain magazine after hours. <laughs> I, used, <laughs> I used to use the shit out of the conference rooms. You have no idea. <laughs> I don't know personally, but I do know that if I was working still at agencies while I was doing this podcast, I'd be doing the same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Cannot complain. So, okay, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, Latinos Out Loud and Hilarious. You, you know, but, and I know both of you guys, uh, both shows have YouTube pages as well, right? Yes. And, and Room mean, 28 has a And Room YouTube? 28, even though we're, you know, we're in, like I said, comedy rehab for the summer. But there's stuff there. We still have, we still have a lot of stuff. We were yeah. and you know, we were on NBC's Bring the Funny. So if you want to right. check that out on the old YouTube, watch our sketch that we did for that. Right. Um, and who's not looking for new for new content to watch nowadays? You know what I mean? We're, we're all looking for new content. So definitely check these guys out. We, we actually, right before the quarantine hit, we just came back from Canada. We were at the Toronto Sketch Fest. Oh, yeah. nice. And then quarantine hit. So there was, uh, an, uh, we were up for an award for Latino Vortex. So that's a video that you guys should check out. Um, that was directed by Saturday Night Live's Oz Rodriguez, nice. uh, formerly at SNL. But uh, yeah, check that out. And please follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud on the socials. At Room Twenty Eight Comedy, at uh, me personally. If you want to follow me, I know we're asking you to do a lot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you want to keep going, please follow me at Rachel La Loca. R A C H E L La Loca. Get a pen, get a pen. <laughs> you want to follow me, Jay Ferns at Instagram. If you want to, no pressure. No pressure. No se sienten obligados, sin compromiso. It's you know, don't worry. <laughs> And my sister-in-law opened a salon, and don't feel obligated to follow her on Instagram. I'm just kidding. She's... Although it's in Florida, so if you're here, you might. In Tampa, just say you know if you're in Orlando, which I know a lot of you are at right now. Just go right there. As for a Paloma, so Rachel sent you. They do the Brazilian, so go do it. For men too. For men too. Listen, you should totally do a Brazilian on your beard. You'll oh, look shit. Beard. at this point, yeah. I don't know, man. That sounds painful as hell on the chin. I don't know. I don't know. I am talking the keratin, you know, the, the hair straightening, not the waxing. No. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, oh, think I, don't, I don't think you should put keratin down there. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's a bad idea? Okay. I don't know. It seems like a little much. <laughs> I'm sure you could market it though if you had. Yes. You know what? That's that's going to be what you and I get together now and do, Rachel. We're going to figure out how to market keratin oh, down there. Yeah. Keratin down there is already catchy. <laughs> that's it. I already have that in my head. Keratin Genius. down there. Genius. Genius. <laughs> Let's do it right after this. Oh, thanks, guys. Seriously. And I hope Thank that we have so the much. chance to, to chat again. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And we're back. So I think next time we have them on, you should interview the other half. I know, right? (laughs) Just do it that way. (laughs) We're team blue. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then we're team red. And then we'll, you know. Do you watch Exlaton? I, okay. I I can never say it. Exlaton. Exlaton is one of those shows that I always wanted to watch. I only really watched it for the first time the other day at your house. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I told you the other day about Exlaton. So listeners, do you, have you watched Exlaton? It's on Telemundo. Telemundo, yeah. So it's this like physical challenge show, and it's like two teams, the red and the blue. Yeah. It's and it's funny because like it's not that it's marketed like American Ninja Warrior, but it's like it's the, the closest comparison. But, right, but it's like Telemundo's kind of. Answer or like what they're giving the Hispanic audience of terms of like physical, like you know, challenges and competition and you know all that. And it's so funny because like synergy, they're both NBCU. And it's funny because like I love American Ninja Warrior, one of our favorite you know guests of the podcast. That's true. Daniel Leva was on American Ninja Warrior, and Daniel Leva, who is a two-time Olympian, (laughs) okay, two-time Olympian, okay. Almost made it, almost, but he didn't actually make it. And the guy is freaking... He's trained. He's trained. He's like, trained His for, life has been, you know, acrobatics right, and like physical and all making that. Making impossible jumps and yes. stuff. Yeah. And he, you know... Even he, had, he, he had challenges. Yes, and he almost, almost made it, but he, but you know, he ultimately he didn't. You know, two-time Olympian. And American Ninja Warrior is so freaking hard. It's yeah. so freaking hard. And then Exlaton is like, go through the circle. <laughs> as I was watching it. Pull down the rope. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, like, really? Like, is this how hard you're giving it to our people? And the thing is, what I think is hilarious is that everybody on that show is like, for lack of a better word, like hot. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's got like abs and trim and tummies and boobs and whatever so it's like okay these are people who have to have been to a gym yeah because they look like they but work just, out as we know just because you go to a gym and you look strong doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that you are. are but then like to your point so these are people who there's people the that are built like a refrigerator but can't move can't, one yeah no no i i know but then they go to this thing and it's just like here's your challenge Throw this wet beanbag at a block. Yeah, that's literally a that's challenge. That's literally a challenge, yes. people. We saw it. Yes. And I was swing like... Swing from the rope. I was like, you know, I swing mean, from the rope to the other side. Theoretically, and, I could do this. I'm like, Mira, in American Ninja Warrior, sometimes you got to go from like one hanging thing to another by a pinky. Uh-huh. <laughs> like literally a, a pinky. A pinky. It's like, all the space you're you are hanging have. from the pinky. And I'm like, y esta gente here swinging from a rope. Like... To catch the flag. There was, I think, one, like, the hardest one, the hardest challenge from the one that I saw, anyway, where they were, they were, like, sitting, or they were kneeling on a, on a little platform thing, and they had to use, like, bicycle pedals, yes. but with their arms. I was like, bueno, ese tampoco difícil, because, you know, if you can't do it fast yeah. enough, but that was the hardest one. Mira, that's Exlaton. it. 
the, t- the difficulty of the challenges are one grade above double dare. <laughs> it's like one, like one step above double dare. That's it. Except like, the slime, they're doing mud. Like you could sprain an ankle. Yes. Right. You know, right. You know, it's not Don Summer, uh, Mark uh, Summers. Mark Summers. Right. But it's like just one step above Double Dare. I, like I still think there's some obstacles in Double Dare that are harder. Okay, oh yeah, that one, the Sands of Time where the ping pong oh my balls God. That was so hard. That's, oh yeah. And a little claustrophobic. Yes, <laughs> that was so hard. And sometimes the one where you have to stick your hand up the nose oh, to, get yeah, the flag, to get the flag. It's funny how some people just pull out the flag and um, other people, una hora Those were the ones that I thought were always hard. The ones where you had to like make the mess, like yes. the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yes. That you, I, I'm like, oh, I'm out. Yeah, no, no, they're like one step above in terms of difficulty double of double dare. You know, and it's like, and meanwhile, in America, it's a challenge. <laughs> you just sign away your life. You literally have to go up a wall with your hands and your feet, like up four stories. You and know? that's and hang by your. Th- and th- that's just the middle of the challenge. Yes, that's the finals. That's not even the finals. So, yeah. So, um, oh, we're in our last coke. <laughs> we're in last soda time. Yes, we are. So, so, so. The oh, is very thirsty. We, so uh, I, I, I know I'm giving my soda today. Who are you giving it to? I'm giving my soda to. I've read a lot about this. Well, okay. I'm a big, <laughs> big fan, and I've been going here for years. Okay. But for some reason, in this last week, I've l- watched a lot of video about their company culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving my last soda to Trader Joe's. Oh, well, Can I, I mean, tell you how much I love Trader Joe's? You might as well have stock. I feel like a good like three out of the four times that you call me during the week... You're like, oh, hold on, I can't Trader Joe's. I hold on, I can't at Trader Joe's. Have I told I you? Have I told you one of the ha- happiest moments in my life was at Trader Joe's? Oh yes, when, because when I, I was at Trader Joe's when I got the call from you. Hey, I'm moving back down to Miami from New York. I need for you to help me move. And I was is, like, yeah. Is that is that why you keep going back? Because you like, associate it with I such went a- outside of the store. I left my shopping cart behind. I was like, What? Yes. <laughs> I the New York saga is over. Yeah, you got it out of your system. But anyway, so no, it's really interesting. So first of all, Trader Joe's, you know that their like minimum wage is fifteen dollars. Oh wow! No, yes, I didn't, I didn't know that. and managers can make between sixty and seventy thousand. Wow! Before bonuses? Well, that, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, but I just love the company culture. Like they're very big on employees being happy because then that goes down to the right. to the customers. And it's interesting because they were saying that Trader Joe's, and, and when I was watching this, I thought about you from a marketing perspective, they have none. They, no, they don't do anything. They don't do any any advertisement whatsoever. They don't have coupons. They don't That's have true. BOGOs. And none of their stuff goes on sale. So why do people flock to Trader Joe's? That's true. And Because um, even Aldi has some advertising. They're owned by Aldi, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And what I learned was that they are notoriously, like, secretive like they have some the best non-disclosure agreements mm-hmm. as to who makes their house brand nobody oh. knows who makes their house brand because as you know in trader joe's everything is trader joe's yeah brand. there's no nabisco there's there's no... very very few things See. that are not trader joe brand about 90 percent is trader joe brand and it's just it, it it's it's like a very big secret the only thing they've been able to prove is that stacy's pretzel bites uh, i'm sorry um pita bites yeah yeah, yeah. Are the, the ones bites. we make, yes. Okay. And I think there's something else. Um, they like reverse that's engineer made them? by PepsiCo. Okay. That 
they make that yeah they make for Trader Joe's but on the most part it's very secretive there was even a guy who was so obsessed with Trader Joe's that he started working at Trader Joe's because he wanted to find out like more information on the company it's like a very big secret but they were but I was so in all these videos I was watching they were saying and I was like hot dog that's exactly how I feel that when you go to Trader Joe's I love that it made you say hot dog they make you feel like the stuff that you're finding is only at Trader Joe's like you know, um, garlic roasted oh. uh, gorgonzola bites. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You need to have them next time you go to my house. Yes. Yes. Oh With God, blue cheese. So yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, the dumplings. You know, you have four different types of dumplings. You have um, like uh, tiki masala. You have all this type of stuff that when you get it, you're like, let me show you what I got at Trader Joe's today. Oh, yeah, and it's a value. El pomo grandísimo de olive oil is only $7.99. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Coño. It's a value. So so the president of Trader, Trader Joe's and the creator, um, who actually passed away recently, he said Joe? this. And I thought it was very relevant. Okay. He said, quote, Trader Joe's is for the overeducated and the underpaid people, for all the classical musicians, museum curators, and journalists. But you know what? Know Trader Joe's has yes, it's like a more they're upscale without being upscale. Yes, yes. Yeah. But it's like a certain type of customer mm-hmm. at Trader Joe's, and they make it it's feel upscale, like, but you, it's not like Whole Foods. No, no, no. Where no, you no, walk no. out of there feeling like you just got like taken for a ride. Yes, it's very like cultured bohemian. Yes, very, I was gonna say yeah, very bohemian. Cultured bohemian type atmosphere, See. and it's true. Like the people that you go there, were, the people that go there were a lot of amethysts, you know, and like <laughs> are probably into meditating and a lot of amethysts. Yeah, and you know, oh, so God. that's I love Trader Joe's. So I wanted to. <laughs> you just wanted to give your last soda to Trader Joe's, what the and it has to be a generic last soda because you don't know who makes their I'm sodas. Giving you a Trader Joe's soda. Trader Joe's soda. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you don't like Trader Joe's? You know, I have to say I've only been to Trader Joe's like maybe twice. But how how okay, how are here, you and I as close as you are? Because okay, we're going to Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's just honestly, it's just because it's one of those things where it's like oh, the parking is so small at the Trader Joe's down yes. here, and so I'm like, I'm not trying to have that. Yes. I'm not trying to deal with it. Yes. No. So, okay. um, so now that we gave this whole segment and it yeah, was not we, like, sponsored, sponsored by, Trader, by Joe's. Trader Joe's, I mean, you know, um, I'm actually going to give my last soda to the Heifer Corporation. To, not not this week, no. To uh, Zappos. Oh, Los Zapatos. Los Zapatos, yes. Zappos, it's the, they're the online shoe store. Oh, I just thought about something. And I'm going to well, hold that thought. I'm going to give it to them because just, I believe it was this week or, or end of last week, they announced that they were making a change in um, one of their selling practices that didn't even dawn on me was necessary. They are now selling single shoes and mixed size pairs for people with physical differences. I had never thought about that. I had never thought about that. You know, like if you're missing a leg, you still have to buy two shoes because they only sell them in pairs. Well, now you can go on Zappos and you can buy just the one shoe. Or if let's say you have a prosthetic leg, obviously, you know, the two feet are going to be different sizes and shapes and I everything. I never thought about that. Now you can buy them accordingly. Wow. That is amazing. Right? That's why I was like, see, I, I have that, to give him the last that, soda that because that's the type of stuff that is more of what we need. Because you exactly. know what? even I like to think of us as woke people, but you know, there's just so many things that you can't It's not part of our life. You, so you so it wouldn't dawn on us. You can't think of everything, you know what I mean? Right. And there's 
you know, details and things that you just, as woke and, you know, socially responsible right. as you try to be. Or empathetic. You, or You, you know, just like, don't know, you know. Yeah. And that's something I had never thought about. So yeah. good for them. Yeah. So that's, that's why awesome. I gave them the last soda because I was like, wow. Right. And they don't need to do that. At all. Truth, they, don't, they don't need to do that. Because they're not. it's not like they're an underdog. It's good when corporations do good things. See, it can be done. It can be done. Can be done. So wow, we both gave it to corporations. To corporations, yes. <laughs> More free publicity for them, I guess. <laughs> one was very thoughtful and philanthropic, and the other one is. Um, well, I mean, they have good good business practices. A little snooty, but you know, not snooty because I mean that would be like saying we're snooty. No, we're not. Exactly, we're not. But you know, Trader Trader Joe's Trader Joe's is some good shit. <laughs> so. On that note, I think we're uh, we're gonna wrap it up and head to Trader so, Joe's. So <laughs> anyway, we hope uh, they don't have croquetas and uh, pastelitos oh, at Trader Joe's. Damn so. it! You know what? Let's write them a letter. <laughs> so we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito from Trader Joe's. From Trader Joe's, <laughs> yes. And that was episode one nineteen. Everybody, have a great Friday and a great weekend. All right, bye, people. Cuídense. Bye. Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlapletz, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.